Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus welcome to another episode of north london is where julian and perry discuss debate and banter about their beloved Tottenham and Arsenal, as well as the main Premier League talking points. Hello and welcome to North London Is, with me, Junan Reback, and my usual sidekick, Perry Young. Before we start the show, I know North London is predominantly a podcast with plenty of banter, not just between Spurs and Arsenal, but whoever our guests support as well. But we just wanted to start the show by sending our prayers and thoughts to the Luton Town captain, Tom Lockyer, who yesterday suffered a cardiac arrest um, on the pitch at Bournemouth. Everyone, obviously, at North London is wish him a speedy recovery. Now, with Arsenal playing Brighton this afternoon, Perry and I are delighted to have on the show Brighton fan and French football journalist, Jeremy Smith. Jeremy, welcome on to the show. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me. How how did uh, how did first of all obviously you you're, you're not French. Um how, how did uh come around you becoming a, a French football journalist? So I'm I'm sort of officially am half French. I've got dual nationality. So I'm Brighton born and bred, so that explains that bit. And then um, my mum's French, so um, I always grew up sort of following French football. And when I wanted to kind of get into uh, sports writing, sports blogging, journalism, that kind of thing, I thought everyone's doing the Premier League. I wanted to sort of find a niche for myself. I thought if I'm following the French football anyway, I've got the language, I might as well sort of try to specialise in that. And it was kind of good timing, sort of just as... Qatar came into PSG so there started to be more interest I think it was around the time BT Sports started so it was much easier to I didn't have to sort of look at some tiny screen on a on a betting site to, to actually find the coverage as well so uh, yeah it's all sort of worked out well the last 10 years or so. Excellent excellent well before we start analysing the Brighton Arsenal game I obviously know you were at Brighton on on Thursday night Quite a historic night in the history of Brighton, qualifying for the knockout stages. Um, first of all, obviously, it was a great result, but how was the atmosphere down there? It was, I think it was the the, the best that, that I've ever seen there. I mean, that usually people talk about the 
playoff semi-final against Sheffield Wednesday the year before we went up. Um, I missed that one because I was on my honeymoon. Um, uh, definitely, of all the matches I've been to, that that was the best atmosphere. I mean, even sort of before the match, it can get a little bit sort of, dare I say, hybrid library during matches where... Steady, I love it. The banter started. There's, like, there's a lot of sort of... Um, there's good sounds sort of at the start and the end and then, in the you know, in the middle of the half when not much is happening, uh, it gets very quiet. But all the way through the match and, and I mean, def- obviously at the end, but um, before the match as well, it was certainly sort of decibel level. It wasn't... I was actually at the, the return match, the, the Montpellier. <laughs> And it was definitely not as loud as that. But it was certainly yeah, the loudest yeah, I've been in Brighton. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, because the traffic links aren't great down there, usually from about eighty minutes, the the stands are really emptying out. And this time, it was it was still packed up to nine. So did minutes. you win? Did you win the group? You won the group, didn't you? We won the group. We needed, in a way, the pressure was off because both teams were qualified for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. But, but you needed to beat them to win the group. Yeah. 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 So, so, and is your draw tomorrow as well? Yeah. And continuing on with the banter, obviously, I'm <laughs> um, obviously our draw is tomorrow. Julian, who do you think you could be getting tomorrow in your draw? Anyway, so moving on from that, because it's, so far it's taken 16 episodes, 17 episodes for Perry to realise or not not to actually understand that Spurs aren't actually in Europe this year. Oh, no, uh, no. We, we... I, I think the penny will drop. I mean... Obviously, it was landed favourably for Arsenal to to play you, obviously, after Thursday night, only giving you sort of two days rest bef- before. Um, so we're moving on to the Arsenal game straight away, are we? I like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, well, let, I mean, me, let me go first. Let me go first, because I want to say, I've, my, my, my girlfriend's son is a very big Spurs fan, and he doesn't rate Deserby, OK? But I really do. I really rate him. And I, I think rate him. I think Brighton are are a credit. I, I think they're phenomenal. Um they've got injuries and especially in the fullback area. Um and but I think they've got some great players all over the pitch. And but I have to say today I thought Arsenal were fantastic. And I haven't said that the whole season. I thought <laughs> I think we had something like 21 shots. And we missed some sitters, but if it wasn't for the missing sitters, we would have. And Deserve, I've just seen, I've literally just before we came on, I just saw Deserve's quotes. And he said Arsenal were fantastic, magnificent, best team we played. And we really were very, very good. We, you know, we, we, we've got an 11 that's fit, thank God. And it's probably near enough our first 11. And I know that obviously Brighton are missing some very big players, but. The way that Brighton play is going to give people a lot of chances and it gave us a lot of chances. But if everybody played like that, that football would be great to watch. I've just watched the Liverpool. I, I don't know if you watched it, uh, Jeremy, Julian. I don't know if you watched it. That was yeah. shocking. Liverpool. It was shocking. It was shocking. It was shocking. And, but- and Brighton play, I mean, I, I haven't watched too much of, of Brighton, but I, I see their highlights every week. Um, you know, you play out from the back like Spurs do and it's hot in the mouth sometimes you know because yeah. you know you try and beat the high press and I, I think Arsenal did deserve to play, uh, to win today there's no doubt about that I thought they played I'm not sure they played very well they, they, they played well 
But when it was 1-0, yeah, they had yeah, a great yeah. opportunity. Pascal it did. Minota yeah. um, went down, down the wing. Oh, he skimmed White. He skimmed him well, all night he skimmed long. White, and uh, that he really should have put that away. And then out of nowhere, unjust, that could have been one all. And then you yeah, just don't course. know how how the library would have right lines. Did you watch any of it, Jeremy, or were you you weren't able to catch it today, were you? I saw bits, but wasn't able to yeah. catch most of it yeah. live. So what I what mean, are your general I mean, what are your general thoughts on Deserby and Brighton this season at the moment? Do you think injuries has called you know made it very, very difficult for them? I think, yeah, it's hard to the thing is, like, obviously, this is our, our first European season in our history. Um, so there was always sort of, I don't know about the concern, but how are we going to manage that Thursday, Sunday, you know, two matches a week, which we've never really had before. Um, and my, my concern was sort of, worried, you know, I was worried that we'd kind of do OK in the Europa, but not get through to the next round. And then that our league form would also suffer and then in the end like both of them would be kind of disappointing um so to be where we are right now I think is I mean it's certainly obviously Europa as you said winning winning the group and and being through you know not actually having to worry about that I think till March now I think is yeah it's brilliant one. um so I think I think it was really important to win the group not just you know the marker of of beating Marseille like the way we did, but also to have two matches fewer, which, which we could really do with. Um, to have that and still be in touch in the league. Um, I mean, we've not been in great form in the league for a while now, so it was lucky that we had a very very good start. Um, and you know, even if things go a little bit wrong from now, to have had those sort of nights that we've had, you know, to win the double over Ajax. Okay, it's not a great Ajax, but. That draw that we got in the Europa League, you know, Ajax, Athens, Marseille, two great European clubs, three great European trips. um, And to have already sort of, um, you know, had matches and nights that will go down in in sort of club legend is is fantastic. And it feels like, I don't want to say everything else is a bonus because I think everyone within the club is ambitious and it will be disappointing if, say, we got knocked out next round and finished ninth in the league or something like that. But at the moment, I think we're very well placed, especially, as you said, we've got a ridiculous... I know we're not the only ones, but we've got a ridiculous number of injuries, some long-term, some shorter-term. We've got two midfielders or two of three midfielders generally playing fullback, one of whom is 17, 18 years old and has literally only had a handful of matches in his career so far. So we really are sort of, you know, sticking plasters over everything and still proving hard to beat. I mean, this is the yeah. first match, first Premier League match in 32 that we have. I couldn't believe that. And it's our, we still haven't kept a clean sheet since the Arsenal match last April. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I know is, that you've got so I, defense. I think our defense is playing really well, but we just can't stop conceding. And it mm. is the first goal today that that killed us. We yeah, we're and still, I rate him. This is a sort of throwback to Potter. We're still poor defensively and offensively at, at set pieces, and that's still a yeah. big issue. I rate um, Lewis Dunk. I think he's improved considerably. I thought he had a great game today. He, he yeah, stopped maybe two or three, you know, chances. Mitoma, I think, is a wonderful footballer. I, I tell you who I thought was poor today, Jeremy, was, and I, I've heard big things from, from not, you know, 
I'm talking about your owner telling me this, that that Ferguson is going to be one hell of a player. But I thought Gabrielle and Saliba dealt with him quite well today. But I've, I know he's a, a huge prospect. I know that. He's a huge prospect. But no, I, I was impressed with Brighton. I'm always impressed with Brighton, but I was also impressed with Arsenal today. Um, I thought we... Deserby knows... I'm, I'm a big fan, as I'm sure you are. Yeah, very much. I think. Yeah, I'm surprised that you said. I, I, I'm shocked that anyone could say they don't rate him. Um, yeah. You know, when when Potter left, I was I was absolutely gutted. I didn't begrudge him the way a lot of fans do, but um, I thought well, that's it. This is as good as it's going to get. Ninth place, whatever it was that we finished. I think we were sixth at the time that he left, and I thought I, I can't see anyone sort of replacing him and doing as well. And Deserby has just taken us on another level, made us look like scoring goals which obviously you know there was that whole running joke about Potter putting us in yeah. positions under him we'd never score um he's fantastic he's a fantastic character he's improving young players he's uh, you've got players like Dunk or even Lalana who's saying he's making me think about football in a completely different way and I'd love to know exactly what that, that means one day but for someone like Lalana knows you know on it all played under some great managers and um and you know international champions league and and yet will he go are you worried that he might go if if chelsea or um man united come in for him or something yeah definitely i mean that there's i really hope it's not chelsea again um, I kind of hope it's not anyone in the Premier League, to be honest. But look, the fact is, you know, we're improving all the time. We're sort of pushing our glass ceiling up, but there is still a glass ceiling and, and he's clearly ambitious. Generally, he doesn't yeah. stay anywhere too long a time. So I think as long as we keep giving him the means to improve and there are rooms maybe close to signing a new contract, that helps. But, you know, for example, if we don't qualify for Europe next year and I'm sure there'll be I don't know top Italian jobs available even the Italian job if, if they do badly in the Euros yeah. you've got to think that he has got or I don't know if he's got half an eye but there'll be a lot of clubs who are able to a lot offer him a hell of a lot more than Brighton can um, yeah so yeah I think you know there's always everyone's realistic and knows that he'll go probably sooner rather than later yeah. we're just trying to enjoy it while we can hmm and I noticed before we start going on to the Nottingham Forest Spurs game, your your well-behaved manager, Perry, got another booking today, I saw. Well, there's only two things that are going to stop Arsenal winning the league. Fourth, fourth book in the season is quite high the for P- manager, no? The PGMOL and, I mean, we saw Deserby run across the whole pitch at Nottingham Forest. You're yeah, going to say... The game had oh, finished. The game had finished. All he did today, Arteta, was put his hands in the air. He waved like this. He was waving to and, everyone. And he gets booked. I want every manager to get booked. No, but but summing up, but finalising, obviously, the Arsenal-Brighton game. <laughs> Although Arsenal, I thought, were very, very good today. And Brighton was probably not as good as they thought. Um, I did. Oh, we've got, we've got uh, a little... Uh, little sideshow <laughs> like that. But I did think 
that Brighton, I just find it phenomenal that they play to the, 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 the way they want to play to, which brings us on to, unfortunately, we have to do, we do have to talk about Tottenham Hotspur um, at Nottingham Forest. Um, I thought, I watched the game, not all of it, but I watched the majority of it. Um, I think Spurs were, wasn't your best, you know, performance of the season. I think you'll admit that. Yeah. But once again, I'm, I'm really fascinated to hear what Jeremy's going to say because he's obviously watched a bit of Arsenal's with another nasty, nasty tackle from Pesuma and another sending off, Julian. What's going yeah. on? I mean, I, I, I went to Nottingham. I've got to be honest, I love going to Nottingham. It's like the one of the old school stadiums. The stadium is on on the River Trent, uh, under the lights. It's it's a great atmosphere. The Forest fans, I think, are terrific. They really do get behind uh, the team. Um, I I thought the first half was okay. We, we were okay. We certainly weren't great. Um, I was just about to text my oldest son, what a load of rubbish, and then Richarlison literally scores on the stroke of half-time, and we thought, okay, hopefully we can build on that in the second half. Um, but, you know, we, we did get the important second goal, which proved to be crucial because, yet again, you know, we were 3-0 up against Newcastle, and Romero should have got sent off against Newcastle. Why he did that tackle 3-0 up, I don't know. And why Basuma got his second red of the season when we're 2-0 up. I mean, Jeremy, you, you, you might be able to add, what was his discipline record like at Brighton? Was it good? I, I don't recall him having a bad disciplinary record. No, it wasn't too bad at all. Um, I don't know if, again, that that's something to do with sort of, I guess, a Potter style of maybe they were you know arguably they were a little bit too nice on Potter and that's another thing Zerbi brought in certainly with Kaisido that a little bit of, of of nastiness and to be honest I think that's what we're missing a little bit at times at the moment um so, you know, Gross and Gilmore are not tight that are gonna sort of dive in two-footed or anything like that but no but him at Brighton I don't think it was certainly from memory it wasn't because so I, th- I think that's something they've got to learn. You know, they they play Ange ball, which is very fast forward thinking football. And uh, I think sometimes when, when when the ball just goes too far ahead, that they, they, they're a bit rash in in their decision making, and it, it is costing us. I mean, you know, we we missed your doggy for one game uh, on suspension. He picked up his fifth, so he misses it against Everton. Uh, Basuma now second red card. He misses four games, so. We won't see him now until after the African Nations in February. Uh, Romero's on the fourth, so, you know, he's not going to last. I think he's got to last against Everton and against you on the 28th. And then I think the five games is wiped um, wiped, wiped clean then. But, um, you know, thankfully we were 2-0 when we went down to 10 men. Um, and I actually thought it was nerve-wracking in the stadium, don't get me wrong, in the last 20 minutes felt like an hour, but they didn't really cause us to, I thought Holberg yeah. came on and, and he does what he does well. You know, he shored up our midfield and we didn't really create, they didn't really create too many chances. Um, no, I agree, Julian. 
I agree. I think you were comfortable. It was annoying me how wasteful Forrest were. But you played well as well. I mean, you know, you've got to give your dues. I mean, I know we're here to kind of banter a little bit, but Spurs were, were quite comfortable. I mean, who had really stepped up? And, and it, it, it's not uh, a popular decision or, or comment, especially on Twitter. I mean, Ben Davis has been remarkable. I mean, he is a true pro. I mean, not just against Forrest, but he's been playing very well. He's not really a centre-back, but he's had to fill in there since Van der Ven's yeah. gone. Um, and he, he played well. I thought Kulu is brilliant at the moment. He's really finding his form. Um, playing in the middle, I mean, it was unfortunate that we got another injury. Uh, Brennan Johnson um, mm. got injured. And it's funny because they spent the first 20 minutes really barracking him. Um, and then when he was walked off injured, they started singing the Forest fans, you're one of our own. Uh, but that's football humour. Um yeah. You know. No, I thought I thought I thought Kulisevsky did play well, but but Jeremy, what do you think about Postecoglou and Spurs, or what do you think about Spurs this season? Well, before before answering that, I wanted to ask actually what what Spurs fans think of uh, Papsar because my French team is mess, which is and obviously his first season, I think he he barely featured, but I've, I've heard that he's sort of improving all the time i don't know if that's right yeah i i think he i mean he, he was barely used by conte and then we had injuries and he was thrown in against ac milan at the san siro uh when we were a champions league club um and um he performed really well uh considering he was playing alongside skip in the san siro and then this season um He's been playing really well. I mean, the first eight, ten games when he was playing alongside Basuma, um, he looked really good. Um, I don't think he's looked as good when Basuma isn't there. And I think Basuma's probably beginning to believe his own hype, hence the two sending offs in his last four games, I think. Um, Does he but, go to Africa? Does he go to Africa? Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to miss him. We're going to miss, well, Basuma. We're going to miss Son. We still haven't got Madison back. Van der Ven's still out. I mean, if we can still be there or thereabouts in the top five or six at the end of January, when hopefully most of them will be back either from injury or, or the African nations, I, th I think we'll be in a strong position to finish, hopefully, in the in the top six. But um, we he, he's a good player. I mean, he's young and he's only going to get better and better. And I heard this week there were rumors that they're looking to tie him down to a longer contract mm. yeah so okay. what are your thoughts but yes Spurs um... in general yeah go on. on spurs i think um yeah i mean first of all to know just uh you kind of alluded to it earlier you know it, what we had i think last year We were already you just sort of lost the title. We were or effectively lost it. We we still had something to play for. This time I think it was very different and you had two and a half days longer rest or whatever. So it wasn't such a surprise. I think the Tottenham match in a couple of weeks, although it will come off the back of the Palace match in between, and all Brighton fans have, have been saying after Marseille, we would take being slaughtered by Arsenal if it meant beating Palace next week. 
So <laughs> I think that that Spurs match afterwards is going to be interesting because it feels like every couple of matches there's a big match that sort of takes its toll emotionally, if not physically, on us. And and mm. that's why we, we haven't struck two wins together in the league since September, I think. Um, yeah. So sort of, I think... We we feel like a few decisions have gone against us against Spurs in recent matches. Obviously, particularly that one uh, just before the Arsenal match last year, where about five disgusting decisions went oh. against. They're, they're, um, they're, the, they're the refs' favourites, though Spurs. I'm glad. You said that. I mean, they really are. That game, actually, even you, Julian, said it. I remember talking to you. We hadn't launched a podcast yet. That was unbelievable. Even Tottenham yeah. fans were saying something. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're referring to the game that was at White Hart Lane. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, listen, decisions went our way that day. I'm not, I'm, you know, you, you, you can't defend those, those decisions. Um, but, you know, listen, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, we can't keep on going on about VAR every week because everyone probably switched off from listening to us. But, uh, you know, we are going to come on to um next next weekend's fixtures shortly um yeah. but, but i think we... sorry no, i was just gonna say generally with spurs i think i think we brighton fans mainly have been quite impressed i think probably the same as everyone else i feel like maybe uh postcoglu wasn't quite the sort of messiah than everyone thought he was sort of after three months with three manager of the month awards in a row or whatever but he's also, not as bad as whatever it was, like four, four defeats in five. Um, he's clearly a good coach. And I think it is really impressive how quickly he turned things around from from how how bad it all looked at the end of last year. Um, but, I mean, like a lot of coaches, you probably have to give him a little bit longer, sort of positively and negatively, like not to, you know, once the honeymoon period has gone, but also really giving him a chance to sort of bed in all his ideas and, and his ethos. But... You know, it's nice as a Brighton fan. It's nice to be talking to Arsenal and Spurs fans, and all three playing really good, attractive football at the same time, which doesn't always happen. So. Well, we we certainly haven't been able to say that. You know, after Conte and then Jose, and well, for a short <laughs> period of time, Nuno. Um, but um, ju- just going back to Brighton because you know I'm, I'm intrigued about how well Brighton and what well run club they are. Obviously. Tony Bloom's money helps, but obviously I think one of the big successes of Brighton is you've got Paul Barber there behind the scenes who was obviously at Spurs. Um, Obviously, I'm not saying your success is down to Spurs, but I might as well say your success is down to Spurs. No, um, how big of an influence do you think he's been behind the scenes at Brighton? I think huge. I think... um... You know, Tony Bloom gets a lot of the credit, and and rightly so. Obviously, certainly financially, he's he's yeah. absolutely crucial. And it's you know to have our sort of main backer, who is a lifelong fan, is is massive. Yeah. You know, there's no chance he's going to walk away and leave the leave the club in trouble or anything like that. But he's also known to be very happy to delegate to people who know better than him about particular areas and and. You know, he's traveling a lot. He's got his own business or businesses. Um, and Barber obviously has got huge experience in football. And, and he is often the the guy that's sort of left to 
appease the fans when they're annoyed about something or um, obviously lead the sort of business side of it all. And so occasionally he'll be the one that sort of gets the flack from the fans. But deep down, I know, I'm sure everyone knows how important he is. Um, he, he talks a very good game when he's uh, when he's on, on the radio, you know, promoting Brighton. I think most recently he was on quite a few times talking about um, the possibility of, of the club applying for uh, a stadium just for the women's team. Um, yeah. And I think he was made... He was made vice president of the club, or I can't remember the title, but whatever it was, it was something that clearly showed yeah. how jaded he is by Tony Bloom, but by the whole club. And, um, you know, we, like a lot of smaller clubs, I think there's always that sort of balance to try to be drawn between wanting that huge success and being a Premier League club and a tiny bit of you feeling like we're a bit of a sellout and when we were, you know, standing in the pouring rain in the Goldstone or the Dean, we felt like more, in a way, it was more romantic and we were proper football fans and that kind of thing. But yeah. that's the way it is. If you want to become a, you know, play with the big boys or like I said earlier, sort of push that glass ceiling further up, you need sort of hard-nosed people who know how the business side of football works. And I'm not sure there's many better around than Barbara at that. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, whenever I've listened to him, um, both Jeremy and you, <laughs> he is very, very good. And I do think that's becoming so... 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I think that kind of role at a club was nowhere near as relevant as it is now. And I think now it's it's going to be uh, really, really interesting. Jeremy, who's going to win the league? Uh, I'm... Just be careful how you answer this. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just interested... You know, from a neutral kind of point of view, I'm kind of. I mean, the bottom line is, I think City are still by far the best team, um, and I still worry because I don't particularly want them to win the league. That um, it always feels like they they kind of push on in the second half of the season and and make up whatever gap there is, but something doesn't seem right there at the moment. Um, you know, I, I mean, they've got one win in the last six, which is unbelievable for them. Exactly. Like that, that, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just, you know, a lot of teams, you know, even the great, great teams of the past rarely won sort of more than two or three titles in a row. I don't know if it's just something about not being able to sustain it without mm. some kind of drop off. So I don't know if it's that or there's something deeper in there. I can't say that I feel sorry for them or anything like that. I still feel De Bruyne, like De Bruyne's a big mess. De Bruyne's a big mess. Yeah, huge. Um, and maybe it will affect them because they're let, let they they're sort of, they're going to come into the new year with a, a bit more of a gap than usual, and because there's more teams sort of maybe in the title race than usual, yeah. I can see them dropping more points than they have done previously. So yeah. I think this is. I know everyone was saying last year this is as good a chance as Arsenal will ever get. If they don't do it this year, they never will. It. Now I feel that about this year. I still, there's something about Liverpool I'm still not convinced about. So for me, it's still between us and with all due respect to Villa, I don't, I don't think they'll last the pace. So for me, it's between Arsenal and City again. I'm still veering a little bit towards City, but much less confidently than say this time last year. Yeah, I, I actually do agree with you still. Um, I still think City are favourites purely because 
you know, if Arsenal were to lose Rice or Saliba or Saka, I think it would make such a massive difference to our side. Whereas I know that they have missed players, uh, City, but they're still there. They're still thereabouts. You know, they're only five points behind us or whatever it is. You know, so it's not insurmountable. And 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 Arsenal have still got to go to, you know, after well, after Sunday. I mean, if they win on Saturday, sorry. I think even Julian would have to admit that that's a, that would be a tasty result to go to Anfield. We never win there. We and never also, end. also, you know, um, City aren't playing next week because they're playing no. in the Super Cup. So, you know, you could be, by the time they next play, I think, Everton on the 27th. Yeah, we could be at eight points clear. You, you could be eight points. And I know they have the games in hand, but, you know, I think you ask any team, they'd rather have the points on the board. And games yeah, they'd only have one game in hand if we won at Anfield. So, who so what is as well as, as someone who's always had a soft spot for Everton, they're a bit of a bogey team for City, and they're in great form at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and they're playing they're who playing have, us next week. <laughs> yeah, who have Brighton got next week? Palace. Oh, right, it is so your next. Okay, so let's talk about next week's fixtures. And I'm I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but can you please tell me why? Palace Brighton is a derby. <laughs> I think um, I don't think either set of fans like the word derby, but it's definitely a nasty rivalry. Um, I mean, first of all, it's not the same for Palace, but I mean, Brighton is not the nearest team to Palace, but Palace probably is the nearest team to Brighton, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, and it basically comes back to mainly the, the sort of the 70s when, first of all, they were often in the same division, sort of vying for promotion, maybe from like the third division south or whatever, and or even the the, well, the championship as it is now, um, and or, or sort of relegation from whatever other league. And then um, there were just like two or three matches in the middle of the 70s that just left really, really bad blood. There was an FA Cup tie that sort of went to two or three replays and Brighton were absolutely robbed in one of them. And then I think the managers at the time were Alan Mullery and it was either Venables or Alisson. I think it might have been Venables, who you might know better than me, but I've got a feeling we're not exactly best friends when they're in the same Spurs team either. So even again, you can take credit for that one as well. Um, Is Is it at Brighton? Is that, is that uh, Palace, I think it's a Palace, yeah. Yeah. Prediction, uh, please. Prediction. I uh, I hate using a cliche, especially as I just said it's not a derby, but all form goes out of the window. <laughs> um, there's, I mean, you know, there's been times when we've been playing brilliantly and then they've got something off us and, and the other way around. Um, I I reckon we'll completely outplay them and draw one all. <laughs> I think it will be two all. I, yeah, I, I think it'd be a, a, a score draw as well. Um, I'm going, I mean, obviously Palace will be on a high coming from 2-0 down at, at, at City. Um, so I'm going, I'm going for one all as well. And um, Tottenham, Tottenham Everton, Jeremy. Tottenham playing the most informed team in the league. I mean, they've, they've won their last four Everton. Um, so it's going to be a tough game. We've got your doggy out. We've got Pesuma out. Um, we've got um, bad discipline, bad, bad discipline from Spurs. Um, so yeah, I, it's going to be it's going it's going to be a tough game. I'm going to go for a 
nervy, tight, 2-1 win to Spurs. Jeremy? I was, I was going to go with the same score, 2-1 Spurs, but I don't I don't think it will be pretty. I think Dyche right. will set up to just frustrate Spurs, and I think Spurs will sort of stoop to Everton's level. I very, I don't think it will finish with 22 players on the pitch. Probably not with our lot. No, I think it will be... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think I'm going to go with my heart over my head a bit more. I'm going to go one all. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. one all. And then the big one. Top of the table clash, Liverpool v Arsenal, second v first, probably at the moment the two best teams in the country, possibly. Uh, Julian, what do we think? Um, <laughs> I, I am worried about want? this. Uh, I am worried about this um, because I didn't think Liverpool played at all well today. Um, they'll, they'll turn up next week, don't worry. <laughs> I, I think if you turn up there next week and win, um, that's a huge statement. That really is. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm going to go for one all. <laughs> one all. Jeremy? <laughs> I was tempted to say the same. I feel like I should say something different. Um <laughs> I mean, it's true. If Arsenal were to win that, absolutely massive. But yeah. I feel like almost like you're going to put too much pressure on yourselves to do that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you'd be, I think you should be happy to come away from that with a draw. But I yeah. worry that Liverpool will sneak it. So maybe two one Liverpool. Wow, I think. Um... I agree with I agree yeah, that, with that, that. I would rather Arsenal won it, to be honest. Lovely. I think I think that it will be a tough game. We we listen. Uh they didn't play well today, Liverpool. Um, I know they're missing McAllister, obviously, and they're also missing Jota, but pretty much their first eleven, obviously Robertson as well. Pretty much their first eleven available next week. They'll play a lot better. They got West Ham in the week. You got lucky as well, Julian. Everton, I didn't realise they play in midweek. They'll take that seriously. Sean Dyche in midweek. I didn't realise yeah. they were. So that's good news. Um, I'm going to go for one of our legendary. We do it. I think I'm 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 an old man now, so I think I've seen us win four times in 50 years. There, I think we might win. I think we might sneak it next week. Um, three two, three Ooh. two. Ooh. Yeah, I think Ooh. it's going to be a, a cracking game. Um, and obviously, good luck before we go. Once again, I know we mentioned this right at the beginning, Julian, but good luck tomorrow, Jeremy, in the draw for the European Games. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> because, just um, one more thing, by the way, just to, to give you a little soundbite or something to finish with. I think McAllister is overrated, and I think Billy Gilmore is just as good. Oh, wow. oh, oh, that's controversial. Um, I quite like, it's interesting. I rate Gilmore, though. I do rate yeah, I think Yeah, I think Gilmore's a great prospect. Um, yeah, he's, he's young. about him. And yeah, I, I actually heard. Don't get me wrong; he's very good, and and you know when he plays for Argentina, it's pretty difficult when you're carrying Messi or match. But I just I think in terms of passing, I think Gilmore is just as good, and we yeah. got João Pedro to put away the penalties. So I, yeah, I don't think we're necessarily missing him that much. Jeremy, yeah, no, before we go, I know you've got your daughter in the room with you. Um, I'm going to. Be a bit cheeky as you're a journalist, and we're coming up to the January transfer window. Um, any rumours you're hearing? Brighton or anyone else? Uh, for Brighton, 
as, as, as we've mentioned today, we're definitely, we're not usually in the market in January, but we're definitely in the market for fullbacks at the moment. We're, you know, we're really, well, we don't have any fit fullbacks right now. So, and there's been strong rumours about, I think he's called Barco. He's a ginger fullback who plays for, for Boca. Right. Um, there's strong rumours that he might come in in January. Okay. Um, in terms of French football, I mean, the only name that's being that I've heard linked with English clubs is Ryan Shirky, who's uh, Lyon's playmaker. Um, right. Fantastic player, but can be quite can be quite moody. Um, he needs to play for the right manager. He's like he's not been playing well for Lyon this year, but he's been absolutely fantastic for French under twenty ones. So if a coach can bring him in and get the best out of him, he is he is a potentially world-class player. He's the only one that's named, but frankly, anyone in France is up for grabs. I mean, like, there's a club called Lorient who were doing quite well this time last year and then signed some kind of business partnership with Bournemouth and then sold their two best players to Bournemouth and fell off a cliff the second half of the season. And, you know, the the money difference between the Premier League and yeah, the French absolutely. League, when all the clubs are struggling even to stay afloat, you yeah. put in the right bids, you could, you could get anyone you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, we won't keep you anymore. It sounds like you've got your hands yes. full. Thank you to our um, special guest as well. Yeah. I'm really sorry. No, no, that's great. Listen, I really appreciate you joining us tonight. Um, so thank you for coming on to the show. Um, we will be recording next week. Uh, we'll probably be recording next Sunday uh, with the episode coming out probably the morning of Christmas Day. Um, so just to remind you, you can listen to North London is on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, and all podcast platforms. We're also on the socials. We're on Twitter, or which is known as X now, uh, Facebook, and uh, TikTok. So uh, until next week, everyone, keep safe and have a good week. Thank you. Have a good week. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.